there are a few rare examples of great public art in San Francisco. I think there's a certain smugness about the beauty of this city, its physical existence, that uh, prevents its population from embracing regularly great works of public art. Conditions necessary for great public art are probably first a great site, second a great patron, in this case it was UCSF's leadership, and thirdly a great artist. Well, it's a very exciting moment because we're actually installing the artwork after two years of Richard Serra conceptualizing and, uh, and designing and uh, inventing it and us uh, commissioning and producing this piece, we're finally setting it in place today. We felt it was very important to create something that was a civic gesture for those not just working and studying and teaching in our buildings, but also for the rest of the city. If you're a sculptor and you have any aspiration to get out of the confines of the institutional setup or the museum setup or the gallery setup, if you have an aspiration to deal with um, a larger stretch, a bigger potential for sculpture, uh, then the public venue is one that's offered to you. So you have the possibility of reaching a culture that just doesn't go into this museum or that museum, that art's not something divorced from them, sequestered in the museum. Plates are almost 50 feet tall, about 14 feet wide, and five inches thick. Each plate weighs approximately 80 tons. And it's core 10 steel, which will weather over time. Well, technically, uh, plates of this size and scale, uh, there's very few uh, mills that can handle it in the United States. So these plates were actually fabricated in Germany brought by ship through the Panama Canal and into uh, San Francisco Bay, then transported to Mare Island where these enormous uh, shoes, as we call them, were welded on the bottom, eventually get bolted to the foundation to hold them in the air. So obviously uh, you're talking about an international operation. I've known Richard for 15 years, and uh, well, he had a very uh, rather checkered history of public art in San Francisco. Ten years ago or so, he proposed uh, something for the front of the Palace of Legion of Honor. But uh, it got caught up in a public controversy, and uh, the city decided, and Richard decided together not to do it. I was worried about the crew. I was worried about the fact that it was raining. I was worried about the fact that we had a big wind. Um, I started here in Alameda, uh, catching rivets as a kid. And I, I grew up here, I went to Cal, and, and I've come through um, industrial procedures, and I've worked with riggers all my life. And this isn't the kind of job when, you know, you've got an 80-foot plate in the air that somebody can say, wait a minute, I want to have a cigarette. You really have to pay attention all the time. We've had to figure out how structurally we're going to support the piece. And remember, Mission Bay is on Bay Phil. 
So for the buildings here, we've been driving piles 100 to 130 feet down to find solid either bedrock or friction. Uh, we've never had to do that yet with a piece of art. So there are piles now driven under each of the uh, components of, of his piece uh, that will support that. The placement essentially is, is in this plaza which is some 400 and so feet long. At one third points in the plaza uh, are these two pieces. They stand vertically in this orientation and they lean by 18 inches over their height of approximately 50 feet. They lean slightly but very noticeably. And in relation to the buildings, as we can see already with just one plate up, they lean quite, uh, quite emphatically. Very few artists in the world today that can capture the physical characteristics of a space and hold it like Richard can. Uh, he not only brings remarkable intellect to his re review of a site, but uh, the strength and power of the work uh, will uh, leave a sort of elegance. In this particular case, his solution to this site is so elegant and so simple that it'll be uh, the, the, the hallmark of this campus for years to come. If you don't see their five inch thick edge, or you don't walk up to them locally, you see them from afar, they're thin, they feel almost like blades been impaled into the ground. But then if you walk up very close and local to them, then they have the gravitational load and the bearing, and, and you measure yourself against their weight and their load and as you move, but you don't see that from the distance. So the piece functions in a diverse way depending where you are. When I first started uh, working with scientists doing biomedical research buildings, I was told that the real sparks of genius don't happen at those laboratory benches. They happen in the spaces in between. They happen in the cafe, on the plaza where the Richard Serra pieces will go, and that's where you might have the you know, neuroscientists running into the biochemist and they talk about what they're each doing from their own perspectives. And so very much art, I think, is about changing people's perspectives and giving them an opportunity to come together from their various backgrounds and perspectives and see, you know, develop new ways of looking at the world and new ways of looking at their work here. It's very gratifying to be able to return to San Francisco and finally build a piece that I'm proud of. I can come back here and feel great about it. And I'll tell you, I don't know if I had built a work here before, say there at the Palace of Fine Arts up there or wherever, whether it would have had 
this severity, this abstraction, this breadth, this openness. I think the context here and the support in the carte blanche that I was given here and the fact that no one interfered with the potential for this space or place gave me a great deal of freedom and time to figure out what I wanted to do and take a big step. I've never built a piece like this before, ever. Yeah, it's edgy. You might say that, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to put 160 tons out there and say, whoops. <laughs>